So Asia is here. Where are you located, Asia? I am in south of England at the moment. I'm in a town called Bournemouth. Um, I'm just here for business needs at the moment. Yes, but I live in Spain. Oh, I have been living for the past year and a half. But originally, I'm from Estonia, so it all gets mixed here. So you're originally from Estonia. You're living in Spain at the time, but right now you're staying for business in.、Um, did you say、Bournemouth? in England? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bournemouth. It's、um, a small town. Yes,、uh, south of England. So I'm so glad that I get to introduce you to our community, and、um, I have some questions for you. First of all, I would like to know what、um, brought you to the Lipedema Simplified Community. Well,、um, last year I graduated as a nutrition advisor through Nutrition Network, and.、Um, I got reached through that nutrition network.、Uh, I think Catherine reached me out first, reached to me,、um, asking whether I was interested in joining、uh, this whole movement of new coaches、uh, trying to help ladies with lipedema. And to be honest, at that time, I did not really know what lipedema was.、Um, it took me some time and some research to find out what what it was, and I really felt like. If I've got the knowledge, and if I can help ladies, or not only ladies—I mean, if I in general can help people, including lipedema ladies—why not? And、um, after chatting with、uh, um, Leslie and Catherine and Gail, it, it was just so warm, such a warm welcome. So I, I felt that 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 was the right position to be try to help. These ladies, if I can, and hopefully I will help some of them. I hope so too, because we always feel so underserved, and I know that that's kind of a strange word, underserved. But for us, we are always helping other people. It seems like most of our lipedema、um, community we're busy helping everybody, and we forget to we forget about helping ourselves. And that's what this these, this webinar series is about: learning how to help ourselves, to have more advocates in the field, to have more people who are willing, even if they don't have lipedema, to find ways to help us and to serve us. So even though some people call us an underserved community, which sometimes we feel like we are, it's really nice to be able to have somebody like you who's willing to come in and teach us. Everything you know and support us. So we've been talking about some of the stuff that you like to do before we open to the webinar. We talked about some of the things you like to do, and you told me that your passion is cooking. cooking. Yes, yes. Kitchen is my one of my favorite places to be. It's my distressing ritual to go and cook something, and、uh, not only I like. Uh, delicious meals. I also like them to be really simple because and easy to make because I have got、uh, a very active three-year-old child who requires lots of attention. So、um, being able to cook healthy, simple,、um, and、uh, well-balanced foods is important to me as a mum and just for our family. But also, I know. It is something that there are some skills that can be acquired to make 
the transition from normal, usual Western diets or uh, standard American diets to keto lifestyle. It can be difficult, but there are tricks and hacks how to make it quicker, simpler, easier and more enjoyable. So hopefully um, from my presentation, uh, there will be some, you know, tricks and hacks that you can take away and maybe implement it in your day-to-day um, -day life and uh, find it that cooking can be fun and it can be enjoyable and it doesn't have to be very time consuming either you can use basic ingredients and just spice them up or make them taste good by simple things really I muted. I have to. I keep muting myself so that everybody can hear your voice more clear, and not the background noise. So I find that um, one of the things when I went keto um, and grain free when I first started, what I discovered was that if I knew how to cook, I already knew how to cook, but not this way, right? But once I discovered recipes, tricks. Um, little things that I could do to make life better for me in the kitchen. And then my husband started doing keto. Once that happened, now as we I was not just creating my little meal, like his meal normal, but take my meat out before I put the sauce in or stuff. But I was actually cooking full meals. And um, I remember one time he said, I couldn't do this if Gail didn't cook this way. You know, if he had to do the cooking, he couldn't have done it. So he could only do it because I was I was doing it that way. So with that being said, Asha, I would love to turn um, the presentation over to you. If okay. you would like to share your screen. Let's let's do it. Let's try to. Let's see if. Let me bring it to the first page. Here we are. Right. Can can you hear me, Gail? Yes, I can hear you just fine. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So, okay. Um, uh, let's try to do this presentation thing. So, um, let me just go there. Oh. How do, oh, here it is. Okay, ladies. Uh, hello again. My name is Asia Pulatova, as Gail has just introduced me. Um, what you probably don't know about me yet is that I've got a uh, pharmacy degree as my first education. I studied for five years at University of Tartu in Estonia. It's one of the oldest universities in Europe. So graduated from it in 2009 and moved to the UK to the very same town that I'm in now in Bournemouth. And I was a busy working community pharmacy um, pharmacist uh, for over 10 years. And then at some point I decided to switch to nutrition. Um, there is a story to it. Maybe I will tell you one day, but it's uh, to do with my own health journey and overcoming certain health issues so i am adamant that our health starts in the kitchen that's why i'm so passionate about cooking and um, all everything kitchen related um i carry on uh, studying i have got few courses that i'm doing now 
as on ongoing courses with Nutrition Network as well, planning to carry on my education further, hoping to become maybe a nutritionist or maybe a naturopath or maybe someone else one day. I don't stop learning. I just love it. Um, there is nearly every single day I will spend some time trying to read something new or listen to podcasts. It's just, just my passion as much as cooking is. Oh, you can see it sells. I love cooking. Yes, I do. So <laughs> you know it's already. Um, I have got a three-year-old daughter and a uh, fiancé. We, at the moment, are all in Bournemouth because of the business needs. And I just love spending time with them. And uh, I'm very close to my family in Spain long walks with the dogs in mountains or on the beach it's something that I'm really enjoying as well right uh, being a um, nutrition advisor um, what I think makes me a good nutrition advisor if I may say so um, when I work with clients I try to stick to some uh, to some sort of a pathway with them. So make sure that they understand uh, clearly why they need changes in their lifestyle, why they need changes in their diet, because without knowing why, we cannot get any further. So uh, I try to help uh, my clients to understand their why, if needed. Sometimes they know it themselves, sometimes we need to dig deeper. And... Um, I try to implement sustainable changes in their lifestyles because if changes are too big, if they are impossible to accomplish, then there is no need to set up goals that are unachievable. So we try to find uh, small things that can be changed on a daily basis and um, that way it becomes a habit and once it's a habit it's easy to carry on and easy to add a new habit. I love simplicity as in cooking, in directions, in uh, goal setting. It has to be simple, it has to be something that can be um, done by an individual. It doesn't have to you know cost a leg and a half or whatever so it, it has to be simple and it has to be achievable. I really do believe that accountability matters when I work with my clients. Um, either accountability to me, but also accountability to themselves. Uh, clients, I cannot make you want to change something. You need to be ready for the change, but I can give you the direction or like a vector where to move, but you have to be able to walk, walk yourself. Um, I can be a... I can hold your hand for some time, but without you wanting it, it's impossible to make changes. Also, uh, I strongly believe that there should be freedom of choice. Uh, and that is uh, whether you stop, let's say, or a client stop, stops trusting the coach, there will be no joint uh, success there will be no success whatsoever so there has to be um, trust and there has to be freedom of choice if some clients choose to stop their journey because of some obstacles I totally understand it I will not uh, try to 
to or there will be no guilt there will be no down talking it's your choice and if you just choose to do so i will absolutely accept it right oh is it going next something is not working now Do the slides change at all, Gail? Sorry, I think that's all. Yeah, this is, the slide has changed to the what I do best slide. Has it changed now? No. The next one? No. no. Hold on, let me. Uh, can I just stop share for a second and see what the problem is? And uh, see what's. Okay, for some reason it stopped. Let's try again. Okay. Yeah, it's, we every now and then, as all of our all of our um, viewers know, we run into a tiny little bit of technical difficulties, okay. um, and so it's it's just fine. You're doing great. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Asya. Okay, so now we've fixed it. Fine. Yes, just going back to the um, um, the changes and my beliefs in working with clients is uh, changes can be successful if they are clear so it has to be uh, clearly stated as what we are going to change or you are going to change and there has to be a timely manner as well that we are changing it from a certain let's say week that we're not changing it next year if you postpone the changes they're most likely never be you know brought to life the changes have to be bite sized They have to be small. They have to be achievable. They have to be a part of your daily routine. They, they may um, not rub on you straight away, but the more you do it, the more you stick to it, the easier it becomes and the less uh, alien it will feel to you in, a, let's say, week's time, two weeks' time. Um, another thing what I've noticed working with my clients that when you write your goals your vision your targets down they seem to stick to you better i know there is a, even a research mate uh, saying that uh, uh, there was a research out saying that uh, if uh, you write down your goal you are more likely to achieve it and it is also part part of accountability as well so when you write it down on a piece of paper it seems like you give yourself a bigger promise probably and then you can always go back to that your diary or something or a journal and uh, um, have a look what is what that you promised to yourself did did you deliver if you didn't deliver you can reflect on what were the obstacles of you not delivering um and this is something that really helps me work with my clients as well when we have those journals and we analyze what went went wrong and then we can find the solution what to do with it next time also praising praising is important need to praise yourself for every single change every single um let's say low carb day or keto day every single low carb even low carb meal you did one in a at a time that's fine that's great you did it um you didn't go back to your old eating habits and uh, it's also a show of um, self-love um, that you praise yourself, you acknowledge yourself, you don't 
just ignore the feelings that actually you did you did great you did did well so something that i like uh, reflecting with my clients as well so every single uh, a pound or kilogram lost every day of sticking to the new habits every extra new habit added it's all yay so i i, I it's, it's it's really nice um what the if you can see it, that fake it until you make it it's a funny saying but i think it works especially with the new habits they can be quite uh challenging to you know get used to but if you keep doing the very same thing daily something that of, I'm, I'm talking about good habits and <laughs> not some silly ones at some point it will become natural to you and when it becomes natural it, it you're there you're there you've achieved it you can you know start working on something something else you can uh, get yourself a new habit to work on for example so yes fake it until you make it right oh yes um simplifying and optimizing it's something that i was uh, talking to um, gail before the chat as well that all small hacks and tricks um, that can help transition from sad to keto or low carb or carnivore or whatever, whatever you choose to do. Um, it doesn't have to be very painful, this transition. There are ways how to make it easier by, let's say, sticking to few ingredient recipes. It doesn't have to be 15 different, you know, exotic things to cook from. It can be just some simple things as we're going to demonstrate in a moment. Uh, batch cooking. That's a great way to uh, provide enough meals for the week. Uh, it is a great way to stock your freezer with the meals that you have ready and uh, there for you if you come home from work and you're tired and you don't have energy to cook you you can just get it from the freezer or you can defrost it you know you just get it out in the morning uh, i love using spices and herbs even though i have got my own selection of spices and herbs that i use but rotating switching and twisting different spices different herbs different dressings different condiments can actually lift the the, the dish up and you can um one day you want you can have burgers that taste thai the next day you can have burgers that taste mexican but it's still the same meat same beef or pork or whatever you choose to use but by using different uh, spices and herbs you can actually make your plate more colorful if that's what you want i'm not saying that you have to have a different meal every single day some people stick to the same meals morning day you know and evening and they are all exactly the same one that's fine whatever works for you if you need extra flavors there are options of using your spices and herbs um what i mean by clean foods ready to cook is um uh, for example, for myself, I always have frozen 100% meat frozen burgers in the freezer. They are store-bought, but they are absolutely clean ingredients. It's just meat, salt and pepper. Um, you can find, uh, let's say, bacon that has got no nitrates and a good quality bacon or sausages or, yes, burger patties, anything that you can 
um, put in the freezer or maybe it's a sh long shelf life something but usually long shelf life may, may mean that there are some preservatives etc um, but canned fish is also something that is very simple uh, something that you can just uh, get out from the freezer put it on the pan and the 10-15 minutes you have got a delicious uh, well-balanced uh, you know a tasty tasty meal without taking you too long to cook it's something that you just need to plan ahead and read the labels reading the labels is one of the biggest uh advantages of uh, of you know you have to know how to read the labels if you don't know how to read the labels then probably need to uh, find out what it says on the label and how to do it it's it's a skill it's a, it's a, but it is an essential essential skill to have for those uh, who not only uh, eat in ketogenic way but generally for anyone who may have any um, unwanted reactions from added preservative colorants sweetness etc right yes low carb snacks um very important ladies to have low carb snacks especially for those who just transition from um sad to ketogenic diets um, boiled eggs uh, deli meats uh, cold cooked meats uh, canned fish anything that to have in the house ready for you when you have got that moment of I don't know, uh, you just want to snack something because you're transitioning or you are on the go. or So to reduce the amount of... Um, so you don't get yourself into a trouble by having nothing to eat and you're not ready to cook and you don't have energy. So when you have got those snacks in, it just simplifies everything. You, you are prepared, basically. Oh yes, plan ahead. That's a big one. As they say, failing to plan is planning to fail. Planning ahead is crucial. It's all, it's um, something you need to get used to and just make it your daily task or daily routine. Uh, planning your shopping is very important. Planning as what you're going to eat when you go out is important. Um, planning your meals for the week is also important so planning is is something a skill another skill that needs to be natural to you if you want to succeed and make the transition or just make the whole journey just easier and uh, smoother shopping smart you probably have everyone has heard this in the past that you don't go shopping when you're hungry that's 100 don't 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 do, don't do that uh, shopping hungry is a bad idea but also uh, shopping smart is maybe try to avoid the aisles that may cause temptations. So if you can go to just, let's say, meat section and uh, vegetable section and you have got a list of what you want to buy, just stick to the list, go to the sections you want to go to, maybe some frozen, maybe some fresh and turn around and that's it, you're done make sure you've eaten before you go because the temptations of having something outside the list will be bigger if you go shopping hungry so that's just some you know small tips and uh, tricks how to optimize and simplify um our lives right oh that's the recipe just as a little you know to show you what we're going to do so this recipe has got uh, just few ingredients really because you won't count 
salt or frying, you know, frying fats or oil, as uh, even you always have it in the house. So basically, you, if you have got eggs, if you have got canned fish at home, you can make lovely, lovely um, wild salmon patties. Or it doesn't have to be salmon. Salmon is preferable, but it can even be tuna as long as it is in brine and not in olive oil. And as long as you don't eat it more than maybe once a week or so, because they say that it has got mercury and heavy metals in tuna and it can accumulate it. And so wild salmon is much smaller fish and uh, the best wild salmon you can have is the one that also has got skin and bones on it. Uh, so you get your calcium and you get your connective tissue from um, skin and bones. And um, don't be afraid, the bones are very, very soft and the skin will probably, you won't feel anything. And when you mix it with herbs and spices and other things, and you, it, it will be just much more nutritious meal if you leave the bones and the skin in it. Right. So that's the one, that's the directions. We will go through it in a moment when uh, Gail is uh, being my hands <laughs> cooking, cooking the patties. Unfortunately, I cannot demonstrate it myself because I haven't got a reliable internet in the kitchen, but Gail is helping me out. So yes, okay. Um, we will probably also, if you've got time, we'll try to make uh, a um, very quick mayo uh, there is a very easy and quick, and you can see it's also basic ingredients. Probably all you need is some equipment, like blender. It's more difficult to do it without a blender, but blender is a, I would say, is a must in this specific recipe. You don't have to have a blender for every single mayo re recipe. There are some other ones using hand whisk, etc., but it will just take longer. That's a great little recipe. And you will see how quickly it's all done and how delicious, I hope it is delicious, <laughs> how delicious it can be. And it will only take us um, five, maybe if so, minutes of prepping plus frying time and plus making mayo, which literally is a minute or so. Yes, that's something that I wanted to uh, talk about. Some, what's how I make my um, life easier. I make sure that all I always have this, how many? Five items uh, at home. Um, I love eggs, absolutely. Eggs, uh, I think for those who are not allergic to eggs, eggs is one of the most nutritious foods out in the, there. Um, so versatile. You can make so many things with eggs. And you can uh, even just omelets and fried eggs and um, poached eggs, anything, anything can be done with eggs. So eggs is a must in, in my house, at least. Um, butter or oh, good butter, I, that's my sweet spot. Uh, Grass-fed, I'm in England at the moment, I can get Kerrygold butter in most of the shops. I know you must be <laughs> jealous about it, uh, but there are some other really nice, um, butters out there no spread no vegetable soil no just the butter and butter i also uh, make my own ghee from butter as well so butter and ghee ghee is like a purified for those who may not know is a purified butter that um, is free from uh, milk proteins and milk sugars so it's just milk fat basically milk fat and you it's really good to fry with 
Um, it has got very high smoking points and it has got this uh, a bit nutty flavor and beautiful golden color. Right, canned fish, yes, it's something that uh, um, we can use either in the recipe like we're going to show you, or I also like to have sardines in a small sardines in olive oil, the ones that have got bones in them as well. It's just such a great thing to have at home whenever my three-year-old is hungry, I can give her some sardines, you know. Well, not every three-year-old will eat sardines, but mine, mine does, luckily. <laughs> With frozen burgers that I've just, as I've just mentioned as well, um, they are lifesavers when there's no time to cook on there or when the fridge is empty. Just get those burgers out from frozen on the pan, on the high heat, both sides, and then you just twist them um, for about maybe it takes about eight to 10 minutes to cook them from frozen and lovely juicy burgers are done with no additives apart from just salt and pepper so it's just ideal but you have to find the make that has got just the pure pure ingredients there are some other ones that have got breadcrumbs and uh, preservatives and whatever else right bones bones don't don't think <laughs> that I'm, i collect bones but yes i do um i make bone broth from the bones and uh, um, you can either keep the carcass of a roast chicken for example and just chuck it in the freezer and use it later to making bone broth i tend to buy both uh, um marrow bones and just uh, the joint bones and I make my own bone broth and it uh, has got numerous amounts of uses in uh, for health benefits for joints for gut healing it can be a base for soups it can be used in sauces it has got lots of you know options to how you can use uh, bone broth or in a Russian way if there is anyone who is familiar with Russian cuisine there is such a thing like bone broth when it becomes you know cold and jellifies um meat and bone broth it's called haladets it's like a jellified bone broth with the meat and you eat it cold you don't heat it up again you just eat it cold with some horseradish so that's very very traditional so it's something that I love and um something that you cannot buy in England, unfortunately, so you have to make it yourself or in so, Spain. So, Asya, is, yes. that, is that similar to what they call head cheese? My grandmother... I, my grandmother, I don't know what head cheese is, sorry. My grandmother used to raise sheep, and so they would actually boil the head. Oh, yeah. To get all of the connective tissue and the, and the gel from that, and she would, she would add in the meats, and she'd put in spices or herbs with that and and it would get chilled in a block like a loaf pan like a bread yep. loaf and slice it and that's what she, and she used to put horseradish on it and but she called mm -hmm. it head cheese yeah that's very similar yes it doesn't have to be made from heads it can be i the last time i made it from some pig trotters <laughs> so i like all the weird bits as well uh, cow tongue and pig trotters and i eat liver so i'm 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 really i, I like these things and they to me they taste nice and i know how to cook them so let's say my three-year-old eat it as well uh my fiance he doesn't eat anything to do if it's not a muscle muscle meat if it's not a steak 
he will not eat it, but he will eat it if he doesn't know that it's not a muscle. <laughs> if I make burgers myself, so let's say patties, I will sometimes put some. Most nutritionist foods you can find like liver, and he will not know that there is liver un un unless I tell him, and I don't always tell him. So sometimes he gets those nutrients in as well. Right. Okay. Um, yes. Um, my favorite uh, Dalai Lama is here. So what I wanted to say that um, all changes can cause discomfort, but we can find a way how to make that discomfort um, go away, how to make the transition easier and the whole journey more enjoyable. And as this great man on the picture said, that pain is inevitable but suffering is optional. So it's really down to us how we perceive certain things and how we uh, find solution for them. So um, in a moment, we're going to show you how to cook those uh, wild salmon patties uh, that are easy and simple and delicious and something that hopefully you will take away from this webinar. And thank you all very much for your attention. That's it. I'm always me. I've been muting because we have kids in the background. So that was wonderful, Asia. Thank you so much. Um, I am looking forward to, to being your hands and using my stove for your stove and everything. I'm at Aunt Sandy's house. It's a little echoey in here. Please bear with me. We also have, um, we do have family. But one of the things that I realized today is we all, we all have families or we all have been in this situation where we have to prepare things quickly with people moving around so <laughs> that's where that's where i am at today asia is fortunate she was able to get rid of her kid and her and her sweetheart for an hour <laughs> um i was gonna say in um in that uh, um agnishka is in wales and she said it's called galaretka Zene nosic meat jelly or cold feet. Um, what we called, what, what my family called head cheese, the Russian um, gel and meat together called meat jelly. And then in German, it's called sotze, um, Susie. So, yeah, so everyone, everyone know what it is, right? I'm, I'm, I've lost you now. Right. So do you not see me? I see you. Yes, I was just trying to bring that uh, recipe up so I can see it, but I think I can remember it anyway. Okay. So I, you are being my hands and I'm being your brain, <laughs> brain of the operation. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go in there. It's dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's dark. I will put some lights up. Don't you worry. <laughs> lights on me there. Yeah, that's good. Let's do this. Right, okay, so we need a can of um, wild Alaskan salmon or whatever fish you can find. So yes, Gail has got a really large one here. Um, usually 
I would use the cans we have, they are about a third, yes, about a third of the size. So the recipe we have is for amount for just one, let's one third, but Gail is uh, doubling or tripling? <laughs> Gail is beefy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a big family to feed, so that, that's and, probably why. And so, I do want you to know that the only ingredients in the can are pink salmon and salt, wild caught. It has bones and skin on it. Um, and it's our, it's here in the United States. It's bumblebee, which I was totally, totally startled. What a nice, what a nice um, product bumblebee puts out, but there's nothing in it except um, salt water and, and salmon. Yeah, that, that's what you should be looking for. Yes, uh, it only has to have water, salt or brine and uh, the fish itself. If it has got any um, oils, stay away, uh, Get they get rancid. The, you know, it's best to have the as simple as possible, just salmon and uh, water and salt. Right. So um, uh, we need to break that salmon in a uh, bowl into smaller flakes which gail has already done so just like like this yes um you can use either soft boiled eggs or an omelette or scrambled i think gail has got some scrambled eggs in there perfect yes so just mi mix it in oh. add it to the salmon yeah just scrambled eggs now yes, i only scrambled. have I only have two. Do I need to scramble up another one? No, no, that's fine. That that should be fine. Um, you will see what the consistency is, and we can adjust it just with fresh eggs if needed. So okay. with this recipe, it's uh, protein packed, and it's all good protein as well. Uh, so you get protein from fish itself, and you get protein from egg yolks and egg whites, and you get a little bit of fat from egg whites and Yes, carry on. Just just make sure that you mix it all really well. Uh, you get uh, fats from uh, the fish itself and egg yolks. So in order to make this dish more, let's say, ketogenic, we probably need to use a um, mayo as a condiment, but oh. doesn't have to. So we'll make mayo in a moment, hopefully as well. So yes, um, now you've got. Um, salmon and uh, um, scrambled egg in there. We need to add uh, spices and herbs and salt. So we'll go for, was that parsley? Yeah. Paprika, yes. Uh, go for, I would say go for maybe one and a half teaspoons of paprika for that amount of fish. Okay. I have only had a half, so I'll do, I'll do three halves. Yes, there's coming out in me. I would go for the same amount of dill and parsley as well, maybe even more. I, I, I like my fish with lots of dill. I don't know how okay. are you a, a dill lover or not. Let's see what we got here. They're gonna have to be a dill lover because I just overdid it. That's it, <laughs> they will love it. They will love, love it. it. Yes, okay. so you. Add parsley as well, okay, if so you like. I have fresh parsley. Yes, yeah, that, that's, that's good. Yes. I'm just gonna put in 
Just be generous with it, yes. Okay, I've been generous with it. Okay. If you like, you can add lemon zest to it as well. It will give it a bit of zinc if you wish. But you don't have to because we can add it to mayo or sprinkle it over afterwards. Okay, so I'll leave it on the side. Yes, leave it on the side for now. I can just add the zest. I don't think I've got a zester. How do you add no. a zester? Never mind, but it is an option, you know, it's always, uh, next time, I hope you like the recipe, next time you cook it, we'll get yourself a zester. And uh, I don't have one here, I have one at home. <laughs> so, okay. but I'm not at home. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, right, salt and pepper. Yes, perfect. Uh, salt. Oh, Redmond's real salt or pink salt. Yes. Any rock salt, Himalayan salt, or, but it has to be a genuine one, not the, you know, counterfeit. Um, usually they say, try to get the salt that is closest to your, to the place you were born or where you live. So if there is, let's say, uh, being in Wales or England, it would be Celtic salt, rock right. salt or any sea salt. And, uh, but Himalayan is good as well. And, and this is the Redmond's Reel, so it comes from, from out underneath the Great Salt Lake, and I'm in Idaho, so it's right you next see, door. You see, you tick the box. I tick. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm happy. It's right, now, now, yes, now we need to add fresh eggs into it to make the batter, the dough. And I have these beautiful fresh eggs. Oh, they're all different colors. Oh, I'm so jealous now. <laughs> Our ch the chicken ladies' eggs, the chicken ladies' ladies, <laughs> the egg ladies' chickens have finally started laying eggs again. So, so with this, um, yeah, with the amount of um, fish that you have, and it does look a bit drier than the one I have. So, I think you probably want to add three at least to start with and mix and see what consistency it is okay let's i'm gonna we haven't lost anybody nobody's gotten bored yet asia so i'm really happy oh, that, that uh -huh. oh that oh it's 29 lovely um <laughs> okay one more oh there is a question whether fish needs to be drained or all the content no it needs to be drained yes but it has it doesn't have to be very very dry so just drain the excess liquid and the moist fish itself put it in the bowl and uh, uh, break it into smaller chunks okay so i put three eggs in that that one big can yep how how does it look now does it look like a like very very thick pancake batter kind of thing or is it is it very is it dry still well, no, it's, um, it looks like, um, dough. It's like, oh yes, that's fine. So with this tub, it can be either this consistency or it can be a bit runnier, um, depending whether you prefer to form this patties with your hands, then it needs to be a bit, uh, um, more solid or I'm if you, yeah, so if you like to use a spoon for, yeah, yeah, just, just, yes, perfect. Look at that. They're beautiful. Oh, you don't like, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fine. Yes. You need to maybe hit the pan. I'm back. 
<laughs> do, do you want to hit the pan? Just put yeah. it on the low, low for now, and then. Okay, so what am, I'm heating the pan with olive oil, correct? I'm I'm gonna use olive oil. Yes. Um, Asia, what do you usually eat? Um, I usually use uh, either beef, tallow, lard, or ghee. Ghee, the, the one I mentioned before, this purified butter. Yeah, I don't, so don't use, yes, I don't use vegetable oils. Oh, I love using duck fat. Oh, that's my favorite one, duck fat. <laughs> okay, the pan's heating. So Good. this is what I'm gonna do then to this, right? Yes, yes, just carry on, just do them. There is a okay. Can I use fresh salmon, salmon and pre cook it instead? Yes, 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 exactly. You can use, you can even use, let's say, leftovers. So if you have got a large uh, salmon that you cook the night before and you have got some leftovers and you don't fancy eating that salmon or you don't want to heat it up again just use that cooked salmon um, the same way in uh, mix it together so it becomes a uh, batter or not even batter like how would you call this mixture of mince it's, a, it's just a, it's it's yeah like you say a mince or a it's just incorporate you have to incorporate everything in it so and salmon's very flaky so it should just break apart then you so you, yeah, you need something to bind it together. And uh, because we use also um, scrambled or cooked egg, it, uh, when your fish is quite wet from the can, if you, the ones, for example, that I get, they're quite, there is a lot of uh, still moisture left in it. That dry, that cooked egg actually binds the, all the, binds it together as well so cooked egg plus um fresh egg and make those patties as gail was showing you and just fry them on well, the... i never i never thought about using um a scrambled a scrambled egg um okay so i'm gonna i think it's probably hot enough it's probably sizzly back there let me see nope not yet it's not ready yet so, um, but I never thought about using a scrambled egg to help with the binding. Um, I never thought about that before. That's wonderful. It's a wonderful idea. Yeah, and because scrambled egg also, you know, if you compare scrambled egg to hard-boiled egg, uh, scrambled egg still has this moisture in it. So these patties stay moist as well. They don't dry out too much. Because right. sometimes the you know cooked fish or double cooked fish can get a bit too dry, but right. keeping using um, scrambled egg, and especially if you make scrambled eggs in a very slow way with lots of butter incorporated, that what makes those um, fish patties really ketogenic. Yeah. So I I know someone said they use pork rinds, like um, pork panko. Yes, yes. Uh, I've never tried it with the fish, though, and I don't know whether it would... Um, does it add moisture with pork rinds, or do they just absorb extra extra um, liquid? I'm not sure. Um, for, me with, for me, with pork rinds, it makes everything a little heavy. 
So I usually will throw something in like um, hemp hearts, but then it tastes a little green. I mean, I don't know that that makes sense. Something tasting green, like it tastes herby. Mm -hmm. But hemp hearts, hemp hearts don't really bind together. They they are they may absorb a bit of extra moisture. But yes, yeah, you can try. Yeah, you can. Of of course, I think trying with the uh, ground pork rinds. I think it's a great idea as well. You're adding another dimension, another flavor. You're adding a different type of protein and fat from pork rinds, so yes? Yeah, um, and then the other thing that I was gonna say is sometimes I, here's another flavor, um, I'll use grated Parmesan cheese, like in my meatloafs and my meat patties, or I just put so many dry herbs in, everything sticks together, right? Let me see how these are doing. They're, um, I wanna move, I wanna move my, my computer so I don't have to throw hot oil all over the stove, um, all over the kitchen. So everybody can see. See how beautiful they're they're cooking up nice. I used olive I used olive oil. Um, I'm using olive oil to cook those. So how long do I do I need to leave those in? Well, you are using most of the ingredients are ready cooked, so it doesn't have to stay as long as, let's say, fresh beef burger patties. So as long as they need to be nice, brown and crispy on one side, I would say two, three minutes. Just have a look if they are nice and brown on one side. They need, they need to cook a little bit longer. So they need, because there is also this fresh egg that binds it, it has to be um cooked enough so it doesn't fall apart so it has to have this uh, a bit firmer crust forming on the on the one of the sides yeah so it, it needs to they need, they need to cook a little bit so anyway i already have five good sized maybe three four inch patty and they're really good sized out of that can that's five and I still have that much. I probably have another three patties left that I'm not gonna cook right now um, because I'll, I'll cook them when we're done. But... Oh yes, Susan is asking here whether she could use uh, panko pork rind. Yes, we have discussed. Yes, I think you, you can and you can try and I would love to know how it turns out, but because I don't have any panko here, I've never, never ever tried with it. And Barbara is asking, is saying that she usually uses onions or scallions. Yes, onions go, and even garlic will will work well. Or as I said before, um, lemon zest will bring, will give a bit of zinc and uh, bring the flavor up. And another thing you can use is. Uh, um, lime, lime and some uh, oh, kefir leaves like will give this Thai flavor as well. Or you can make it as spicy as you want if you like spice, any, anything. Just in what I really like is the combination of salmon and dill. It's quite, I think, classic combination and the smoked paprika gives a bit of that some warmth 
to it as well. Oh my gosh, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. I just flipped all of them and they're nice and crusty. So um, I'm gonna continue to take a look at the time. Okay, I really want to. I really want to make mayonnaise. So, um, so hi Patricia. Um, glad you could make it. I really want to show everyone how how easy it is to make mayonnaise because I'm going to make a tartar sauce. And Asia was was generous enough to let me throw one of my recipes in here, and not just one of hers. So most of you guys know that I make man. I shouldn't say most. Ah, oh, no. Um, everybody that deals with me knows that I make mayonnaise. Um, for me, the most important thing to making this mayonnaise is having really good ingredients. Um, these are. This is a simple. Um, this is a this is a simple recipe that uses everything in what do I call a ratio. So my recipe uses a, an immersion blender or a stick blender, and for that for that we need a really good jar. I have a sixteen ounce jar, wide mouth or this pretty little, this is my mayonnaise jar, I love it. Um, but it's a pretty little jar, it's still 16 ounces, still nah, maybe, might be 18 ounces. It just has a little bell shape to it, but I love it. Everybody knows that's my mayonnaise jar, so they don't use it for anything else in the house except mayonnaise. So the first thing you have to do is you have to drop an egg in the bottom. So I just have one egg in the bottom, um, salt, I usually use about a quarter of a teaspoon of salt in there, I like mine a little salty. Um, just I just use regular yellow mustard and I use about a tablespoon. I measure very little. There's about a tablespoon of mustard. Let me flip that last patty. Ooh, pretty. Um, I'm gonna turn the up, I'm gonna turn the heat off so we don't have burnt salmon patties. Um, egg, mustard, salt, vinegar, right? Vinegar. That's what we need now. I. I have I have never had really good success with just fresh squeezed lemons. Um, I always have to have vinegar. I do have fresh squeezed lemons, but if if I were to be making this for my family, I would always use vinegar. I use apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar. I put in um, two tablespoons. Seems like a lot of vinegar, but. That's, this is my family's, and since they're the ones who are gonna be eating it, I'm gonna make it vinegary. And then, oil. One cup, one cup oil. 
I know I need to be able to show you this. I gotta get gotta get in a in a location where I can show you. I use a combination of olive oil and avocado oil. And the reason I do is avocado oil is lighter than olive. And the good olive oils pretty heavy. They're um they're very peppery. And my family likes a lighter tasting mayonnaise. But this is the olive oil I use. We got this one olive oil um, a couple of years ago. Oh my gosh, you would have thought that it grew on a pepper tree. It was so, so spicy, but it was good. It was, it made really, it was made mayonnaise you could actually eat. You know, I mean, like it was like, oh, give me that jar of mayonnaise. So anyway, I'm gonna put that olive oil in. So I've put all my ingredients. All my ingredients are in my jar and I'm going to move to a place where you can watch this happen. Maybe. Let me see if I can do that. I need to find space. So hold on. I got to get those off. Oh, they're looking good. Oh, they're beautiful. I got to show these to you. Everybody's going to want some. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, they're pretty. You know what? Beautiful. beautiful. Nice. I think your salmon has got a different color to my salmon because mine come out really pink or not really, really pink, but quite pink. Hmm. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you had more good connective tissue and bones. And you know, sometimes you get this uh, gray. I don't know what part of the salmon yeah, can. It's it's but really then, interesting. It yeah, they they came out. That's what they look like. I think they're pretty, and they're they I've crested them on both sides. Yeah, and and they they hold the shape well as well. Look, it's it's yeah. Yeah, yeah they're nice. Okay, let's make some mayonnaise. Um, there's my my blender. I'm all over the kitchen, you guys. Thank you for being patient with me. Uh, I'll be back here. So. Can you see? Yeah, you can. Okay, cool. So I had to buy myself um, a as one of these stick blenders, the immersion blender, France Andy's house. So I got a new one. I haven't used it yet to make mayonnaise with. So if it fails, probably, Gail, you probably want to mute us for that minute that you're going right. to blend. Yeah, because it's going to be loud when I do this. So I'm going to mute it. Well, I, I, I question. No, I think honestly, it was um, the salmon itself because I saw it was the more on the brown side for some reason than mine pink but cooking in olive oil it might I, i've never tried to cook in olive oil so it could be a, a bit different color but look what's happening to the mayonnaise it's just the magic is happening it's um, a very um simple recipe as well as you can see you just throw everything in the jar and uh, blend it on high for a minute and it comes out beautifully uh, sometimes it can 
be on a runny side, but we'll, oh, look at that. I think it's it's getting there. Oh, Susan is saying that red salmon or pink salmon. Yes, that could be as well. That could be the reason why it looks a bit different. It also can depend on the amount of seasoning and spices you use. Okay, so my, my mayonnaise is nice and thick. It's it looks like it's runny, but I mean it's it's warm. So you know it's 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 freshly made. Once it's refrigerated, it gets nice and thick. So as you can see, um, that the I held the blender down to the bottom until it until the mayonnaise started going to the top. Once the mayonnaise rose to the top, I slowly took the blender up. And so I've got this really nice, thick, rich mayonnaise. The reason mine is yellow is because I've got the yellow mustard. When I use spicy mustard chunks, like um, whole seed mustard, it's wider with little bits and pieces. You can add anything to this mayonnaise to make a nice dressing. I'm going to add, hi, I'm going to add some dill and some I'm going to add dill and pickles to it for a tartar sauce. And then we will see how pretty that is. So as you can see, mayonnaise takes no time at all. Salmon patties take no time at all, right? I mean, it's just like it, everything you have. And you can use all different kinds of things to make it um, more what your family likes. So I'm going to add the rest of my parsley to the to the um, mayonnaise, and I have some just chopped dill pickles. Isn't that? Do you, do you guys remember this pattern? This is Aunt Sandy's um, harvest pattern. I'm going to add about a pickle and a half, um, two pickle spears, I guess. And I'm going to stir that and the dill. Where's the dill? Oh, there it is. And the dill. Because we like dill. Let's see how this turns out. Like, I guess a lot of people call it like aioli, but it's going to be a nice, a nice sauce. So let me see if I can. Oh, now that's edible. But anyway, so as you can see in my jar, it's got all the the herbs and spices all mixed in, and it'll be a great it'll be a great sauce. You could you could put garlic in it. You could put lemon juice instead of vinegar. You can use all kinds of um, spices. My son makes a, a beautiful garlic mayonnaise, and um, he loves it. He just he just throws in when he's mixing it, throws in a couple of of um, garlic cloves. He crushes them and throws them in there. So anyway, let's see what we've got for questions. I think we've gone all the way through okay. them. Susan is saying that. Uh, no, we've gone Susan Patricia, fresh frozen salmon. Yeah, well, yes, when the salmon is frozen, it changes its color. Yeah. 
Okay. But even, I think even canned salmon, the different makes uh, and different uh, parts of fish may be used and they may differ in color as well, yes. Yeah, this looked really, when I opened it, I, I was expecting it to be pink, like a more of a bright pink or a darker pink. And it was kind of gray tone. So this the, the pink salmon must be what it is. Okay, so. And aioli is garlic. Yes, aioli is a beautiful dressing as well. Yes. Oh, yeah, look at that. Salmons, our salmon. If you want to put a lemon on it, I'll throw a lemon on it. And now it's plated. That's as far as I get. It's anyway, and now I have a question. Do these freeze very well? I or think they do. I think they do. They never get to frozen stage because they get eaten. And they... <laughs> Um, they are good and very nice when they're cold as well. So, and uh, something that my toddler enjoys, if there are any left from one meal, she will just go come, you know, take yeah. one and eat it just like this. So uh, if they are fresh and warm, they are really nice. If, um, if not, then I, I think you can freeze them because you are using all fresh or canned ingredients. You're not using anything that was previously frozen maybe if you cook them from uh from uh, frozen but cooked salmon then i would not recommend freezing them again no you can't freeze them if it's been frozen so, before so um when you talked about having making sure that there is a snack plate or um something like that for those of us who are transitioning from the standard american diet to um keto to make sure we always have a snack plate these little guys even if they were made smaller um would be a great thing to have on that snack you know snacks ready to go for when you just need a snack prepare these in advance have them in the fridge and yeah we kind of have them like as a party food as well think right. you have got small small um patties uh, salmon patties pickle some you know gherkin or something on on a skewer that would be actually it's a great idea and you can dip them in something with the skewer as well you can dip them in mayonnaise uh, yes, <laughs> you, yes. In, your, in your fresh tartar sauce so um anyway the, that was great thank you so much for allowing me to be your hands today yeah, that, that's fine let's just answer i think someone has got a question here what pickles i think gail used uh uh, what was it, uh, capers and uh, gherkin? Um, I used just just um, because I used what was in Aunt Sandy's fridge because I'm at her house. Um, she had some dill spears. Um, they're just nice, clean pickles. You could you probably use any type of dill pickle, unsweetened pickle. Birkins, I usually like because I love the color of them, but we didn't have any because I ate them. <laughs> right, so I used the ones I didn't eat. Um, uh, I used, and I didn't use capers, and I still have to go get some. And I'll put those in the. In yeah, the... but you can use capers for that uh, tartar dressing. You can use capers if you want to make it a bit hotter and spicier. You can use those tiny, um, this jalapenos pickled as well uh, right. just chop them finely anything you fancy really it will just you can do one type of dressing one day and change it to something else next time you make another mayo 
And like Suze said, she uses dill pickle relish because it's already chopped, you know? So yeah, I mean, whatever you have as far as whatever pickle you normally use, if you want pickles in it. But I also know that I enjoy things in my, I like the real salty green garlic stuffed olives. And I'll chop those up fine and put those in there. Anything that gives yes, olives. Yes. What are they stuffed with? The, the the olives that you like. What are they? The spices. The pepper. Garlic. They, have garlic, a, they have a garlic clove stuffed in each one of them. And as far as I'm concerned, they're like candy. Everybody else in the family is going, ew, they're like salty. I'm like, I know, it's great. <laughs> you know? Well, they're a bit acidic as well, and a bit, you know, this, uh, you know, with the garlic as well. No, they they sound sound delish. They, they're they're really good and I and I've been buying them for years they're about the the olives are huge and there's a garlic cl clove of garlic stuck inside of it <laughs> well like again with all these pickles and everything you buy in a jar it's worth reading the label to see what's in there and quite often they add sugar to pickled stuff and uh, just be aware that there may be sugar in the brine but there are also makes at least here in Europe I can find the ones that have no sugar it's just about having that skill of reading labels again yes and i remember when um oh i i was on a use mayonnaise for everything fetish a few years back and i would literally just chop a bunch of fresh veggies like like celery and chives and peppers and anything out of my garden and I would just toss that mayonnaise in and I would use that on everything. So it was just very um, gardeny, you know, lots of garden flavors. And so if you have herbs in your garden, I mean, we're going to be here in the um, States, we're going to be, our herbs are going to start looking pretty again here in a month or two as they start to grow. But if you have your fresh herbs or your dried herbs, just use any combination. I mean, like I said earlier, change it up you know maybe one like there's a place here called cafe rio and they have a dressing that has it's made with lime juice jalapenos and cilantro and it is fabulous it's just very bright and so you know you, whatever you choose to put on your fish or on your burgers but just dress it up just yeah. And those with the, the mayo recipe that uh, Gail has just demonstrated, um, there are two things that I wanted to add. First of all, you can make it a probiotic mayo by adding a contents of one probiotic capsule in there. And it will be not only probiotics from apple cider vinegar, it can be an additional probiotic from if, let's say, you do use probiotics for your health uh, issues or requirements. And another thing, the this uh, mayo is a must on poached eggs. Just try it. Just try poached eggs and this and a bit of herbs on top. Run the knife through the poached eggs and see that yolk just pouring out. And you'll fall in love with poached eggs and mayo combination forever. Another thing you can do with this mayo is you can add blue cheese to it. You could add... Um, chopped cucumber and dill and make a cucumber dill dressing, blue cheese dressing or a um, gorgonzola dressing. You can, you, can oh, add, yeah. you can add anything to it. I've added basil and um, sun-dried tomatoes and some extra uh, more Italian-y, more um, less, I guess, Mediterranean, more Mediterranean flavors. 
and it's made a really nice creamy dressing um, over meatballs. <laughs> I mean, you can just have, you can have fun with it. I know people don't always like mayo, but, um, and it keeps in the refrigerator as long, for me, as long as until I have it used. I used it, I use it to make egg salad, chicken salad, tuna salad, salmon, patty dressing. Probably would, it's safe to say it stays okay in the fridge for about five days, definitely. And uh, if you have, if you're in doubt, then it's better not to use it if you think that, oh, there is a fresh egg. But after all, it's, uh, if it smells fine, if it looks fine, and if it has been there for a couple of days, just that, right. that, that's okay. And you have to remember there's salt and vinegar in there with that fresh egg. And so that's got that preservative um, properties too. So it's going to be okay that you can leave it in there for a few days. Yeah. Anyway, this has been fabulous. Did we get all of our questions answered? No, th thanks everyone for the, for the feedback. <laughs> I love this. Blanche says everything tastes better on a toothpick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, okay. So I do want you to know, um, my earrings and necklace are in the works. Um, these are samples. They are made, they're actually made from 3D. It's a 3D printer made them. The necklace chain is mine because we're not we're not going to supply a chain when it's get ready when we get ready to sell these for the fundraiser. Chain's mine because we all have different size necks. Some people have necks that can handle a 16 inch chain. I need a 20. Um, the earrings are the earrings are fish hook type earrings. If you have if you want them and you want them as clips, we might be able to do something like that. Uh, they are red. If you can, it's red on purple that I have. Oh, I'm a, like a red hat or purple and red. Also, um, we have another webinar coming up in two days. But but how is it that you can get a hold of Asia? You can actually you can actually email her if you want to. Asia A S J A at lipedema simplifiedorg or you can go to our website and click on the click, click on the coaching tab and into our coaching se sessions and you will find her in there and you can make a 20 minute free consultation with her and um, see where she can lead you in making making keto your lifestyle brightening up your keto if you're already doing keto um, as you can tell, she's very interested in foods. She's very interested in making sure it fits your life and that you live your life in a happy, healthy way with wonderful, wonderful foods to be able to eat. And everybody's going jewelry. Me too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Um, Catherine's going to be happy to hear that, that, um, you love the jewelry. Um, one other thing that I want to let you know is we do have these webinars continuing until the 28th. And on the 28th, Catherine and I will have a wrap-up webinar with Dr. Matt Carmody. We also will have a review summary highlight um, event happening on March 6th. It is going, I will be out of, I'll be at, I'll be at sea, so I won't be there. But... Catherine will be there and we're going to take the highlights of each one of our webinars and we are going to discuss those. So make sure that you do that. That's March 6th, which is World Lymphedema Day. 
So we're celebrating it that way. And there has been a er, super duper early bird um, registration for the symposium that's happening in April, the end of April. So if you haven't gotten that email about the super duper early bird special, make sure that you contact one of us, get on our website if you don't know how to contact us and make sure that you get that super duper early bird special for the symposium that's happening May, excuse me, April 29th through May 1st. And that being said, for those of you who are in the tribe, question and answers is on Tuesday. Uh, I think that's it. What do you have to say for yourself, Asya? Oh, no, I just enjoyed it so much. I, th I think it was so fun and uh, I couldn't expect it to be as fun as it was. And you were a great, as you were called early in, this, uh, in the chat, sous chef. Um, <laughs> Did they call me that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you are my sous chef, well, my hands in the kitchen for today. And I uh, just wanted to thank all the ladies who came this uh, uh, today to our webinar and I hope it was uh, uh, useful and fun and thank you, know, you so much. What else we should say? Hey girls, hey people out there, if you want more cooking demonstrations, let Catherine know. We want more cooking demonstrations with Asia and Gail. Yes, we, we, we definitely can do it again because it was fun. We just need to arrange a uh, time and place and i will come up with some um other recipes and if you ladies uh, i don't know will the ladies get a recipe of those salmon patties sent out to them or i'll make sure i'll make sure that um if it's I, needed I, at all yes so I so does that yeah I, because it, maybe it was a bit difficult to catch the proportions of as we were discussing but as you could see it was more of a like a flow uh let's add another egg or let's not add another egg depending on the on the consistency but yes the yes if you could please send out the the recipe that i uh, prepared and uh, i would love to hear from you ladies how you like the recipe where they turned out and what color that <laughs> salmon was <laughs> your salmon <laughs> was your salmon pink or was it red or was it brown the one that you can you know it's like a surprise in a in a in a tin isn't it <laughs> you're so cute okay ladies um and i guess gentlemen because i guess gentlemen could actually register for this thing too we just yeah so, sorry if I, I i didn't know if they were all ladies but everyone is welcome Cooking is for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, always, I always call us the ladies and I have to really be careful because there might be a man or two out there too. Um, because we're feeding we're feeding the world with all the information we can possibly find on lipedema and how to live well, how to eat well, and how to be a part of a community. And it's it's just been fabulous. Thank you so much, Asia. I'm so glad we did this today. Yeah, me too. Bye everyone. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have 
speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplified.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.